Welcome to another podcast episode of WeatherWise. I am meteorologist Daniel Johnson, and today I'm alongside... Meteorologist Sloan Haynes. Today is Wednesday, July 28th. Today's podcast is going to be all about La Nina. So why are we talking about La Nina right now? Well, we're not currently in a state of La Nina. We're actually ENSO neutral, and we've done podcasts on these before. And we've mentioned El Nino, La Nina uh, during podcasts and during newscasts in the past as well. And we're just going to talk a little bit more about that because a certain thing was just issued by the Mm -hmm. Climate Prediction Center. And we're going to talk about that and what it means for our weather going forward. Because what they issued will continue into the fall and what they're expecting even into the upcoming winter season. So let's get right into it, Sloan and talk about what the CPC just issued. Uh, Do you want to talk about it a little bit? Yep. Yep. So earlier in the uh, month of July, the Climate Prediction Center did issue a La Nina watch. Now, if you remember uh, last summer, we were under a La Nina watch for um, part of it, but then it eventually became La Nina Nina conditions. So um, just to talk about what La Nina is again, it's the um, cool phase of the ENSO cycle. Daniel did mention that we were experiencing ENSO neutral conditions, and we saw that throughout all of June. It's just that now models are indicating, especially the um, American, North American model ensembles are indicating that we could see La Nina conditions as we head into fall and as we head into the um, winter right now they are forecasting that there is a 51 percent chance for the for endoneutral conditions to continue into august and october but with la nina potentially emerging during the september november season and lasting into the winter so there's a 66 percent chance that continues into november and january but what is really crucial about the timing of them forecasting la nina conditions to occur is that if you remember September, the beginning of September, that is the peak of the Atlantic hurricane season. And if we remember from last year, La Nina conditions favor an active hurricane season. So this will be potentially impacting um, what we are going to see. We already saw that Colorado State University a couple weeks ago updated their uh, hurricane season outlook, still forecasting an active season, but just a little bit more active than what they were originally forecasting. Right, and that's why they were forecasting an active season because we mm-hmm. were expecting Enso neutral to perhaps La Nina as we, as we head through the hurricane season. And now the CPC has issued that La Nina watch. So again, yep. what, what does a watch mean? We've talked about this before, winter storm watches, tornado watches, severe thunderstorm watches. It just means conditions are favorable for mm-hmm. that to occur. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to occur 100% but the likelihood is uh, that it will, and we're gonna just watch the forecast and keep an eye on it. So there is a chance that we're gonna see this ENSO neutral uh, phase that we're in right now, which again, ENSO neutral means neither La Nina nor El Nino. We're not seeing any of that right now, but with the La Nina watch, we are expecting it to turn back into a La Nina like it was last winter. So that means we could Mm -hmm. have two winters in a row, Sloan, with a La Nina phase. 
And um, the Climate Prediction Center um, even stated that it is not unlikely for one La Nina winter to follow another. In fact, it is likely for this to occur. So this isn't um, out of normal for uh, winter seasons, you know, back-to-back to have La Nina conditions. Yeah, it's actually pretty hard to get back-to-back -back El Nino seasons. Mm -hmm. It happens. It's just more common. La Ninas typically last longer or repeat uh, more often than El Ninos do. So we'll see what happens. We're not issuing a winter forecast right now. <laughs> but No, too far out. I don't want to talk about winter yet. I don't want to talk about the snow. But something that um, we can talk about the impacts of this, again, with La Nina, Daniel, is just how it impacts our hurricane season. So you remember how active 2020 was with those um, La Nina conditions towards the end of the season, but why it affects the Atlantic because, um, again, this is like the cool phase of Enzo, and Enzo um, is a cool phase for the waters in the uh, eastern central Pacific Ocean, but how does it impact the Atlantic Ocean? Well, it weakens the wind shear over the um, Caribbean Sea and tropical Atlantic Basin, and this allows storms to develop and intensify, but Weakening wind shear means that there's no wind to rip apart these systems. So there's nothing there to help hinder them. There's nothing there to stop them from intensifying. There's really no wind, minimal wind there to just, you know, destroy them. And then we, that's like the main concern that we had last season too is the weakening wind shear. Yeah, and that's what hurricanes need, you know. Mm -hmm. um, they don't want that fast moving jet stream, the winds, the shear that can tear apart the storm. They want, you know, kind of relaxed winds out there in the ocean so that these storms can really get their act together. And that's what Enso Neutral and La Nina patterns can do. And that's what we're seeing. I mean, our season so far is already active. You know, we're already breaking records in terms of, you know, how early a certain mm -hmm. name is uh, popping up and how early these yeah. certain storms are developing in the Atlantic and it's not only active in the Atlantic, we have an active Pacific yes. ocean as well. Yes, um, you know, for the month of June, the Pacific Ocean was fairly quiet with the systems out there, but earlier this month, Daniel, they had their first major hurricane. Felicia, right? Yep, Felicia, that became a, a category four hurricane. So again, a major hurricane is a um, hurricane that is a category three or above. Right. So they got up to a category four and everyone online was kind of joking about it. And the good thing is we can we can joke about these storms yeah. when when they're fish storms. We call them yeah. fish storms when they're in the middle of the ocean and they're not going to impact anyone on land. Mm -hmm. So, yes, their first major hurricane of the season in the eastern Pacific and winds got very, very strong. Um, I believe upwards of 100, between 130 and 140 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's staying out in the ocean and it did stay out in the ocean, which was good. And it actually yeah. traveled south of Hawaii, which is terrific mm -hmm. news and did not impact Hawaii. But everyone was joking online about it because we all know that that meme or that joke by Felicia. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I think everyone was saying by Felicia as it was weakening um, just yeah. last week. Yes, and um, I know reading a few articles, they said um, the only concerns it had with impacting, you know, day-to-day -day routines was with, was with shipping, um, ships right. out at sea, but, you know, easily avoidable for a ship to take a different path. And I know Hawaii was, um, they were forecasting when it was passing south of them, you know, just a higher um, 
wave height and a higher risk of rip current. But overall, the storm didn't really impact anybody or anything. Right. And that is, you know, some great news. And they've gone up all the way through the G name mm -hmm. um, for their alphabet. And we're not there quite yet on the Atlantic side, but the, nope. Eastern, the Eastern Pacific is usually a little bit faster than the Atlantic season. They get started a little bit earlier, too. So it's been active. Yep, it's been active. And, I mean, bringing it back to us, I know we did talk about Elsa because it impacted Delmarva, but you mentioned earlier that we've been seeing, you know, a record-breaking season here with Elsa becoming the first um, E-name storm or the earliest E-name storm on record. And it beat last year's record of Eduardo. So these records, you know, be broken last year and the same record being broken this year, showing that, you know, indicating an active season. They have some interesting names this year. Of course, they would, you know, use Felicia for like that joke by Felicia. Yes. And they would use Elsa and Anna from Frozen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have all those names out there that we're using. So we'll see what storms come next, because with this La Nina watch, that really opens our eyes and has this, you know, saying, uh-oh, with them mm -hmm. expecting it to become a La Nina over the next you know, several months, that's not good news for mm -hmm. the hurricane season. It's probably mm -hmm. and likely going to stay active. I did want to read just a really quick um, snippet from the discussion, from the actual La Nina watch from the Climate Prediction Center. I, I know a lot of this has a lot of weather jargon in it. You might not understand it 100%, but we'll explain it a little bit. But this is just a little snippet of what's in it. So what they're saying is the majority of forecast models are predicting ENSO neutral to continue through the fall and winter, which is what we're in right now. However, a lot of the latest forecast model runs and models uh, from the North American Multimodel Ensemble and some models from our international partners indicate the onset of La Nina during the Northern Hemisphere fall, continuing into the upcoming winter, and the forecaster consensus favors these model ensembles while also noting the historical tendency for a second winter of La Nina to follow the first, which is exactly what you mentioned, Sloan, mm -hmm. just a few minutes ago. It's very common to have back-to-back -back La Ninas, and looking at that historic context, that's probably going to happen. Yes, and that's what it looks like they're going to, especially you know that they're saying that they're favoring these uh, newer model outlooks that are showing that we could have those La Nina conditions. And especially them starting or them forecasting for La Nina conditions to really begin during the peak of hurricane season. I mean, that's when we're really going to see the most activity during our Atlantic hurricane season. So that's why we're keeping our eyes out, you know, with them issuing this watch to see how um, models change and if their forecast changes too. Right. And you mentioned the percents, right? The percent chance. Mm -hmm. I think you mentioned that. Yep. There's the 51% um, chance for the ENSO neutral conditions to continue through August to October, but there's the potential for um, the La Nina emerging during September to November, and a 66% chance of this to continue during November and January. Right, so those are pretty good odds, you know, 66% mm -hmm. chance going into the, into the winter, and looking at the past, you know, it's probably gonna happen, but again, we're under a La Nina watch, so it's just something you know, we're keeping an eye out uh, mm -hmm. to see what happens. But La Nina's, El Nino's, Enso Neutral, it's all important factors that meteorologists look at and that can help determine, you know, our future weather and what we predict in terms of our forecasts. Mm -hmm. It's always hard to, to, to do a long-range forecast. 
uh, but it's important to at least look at all the data mm -hmm. and you know come up with a forecast. So they they did this you know several months ago when forecasting for the hurricane season. They saw that Enso neutral to La Nina was expected, and now that's what they're looking at as we head into winter. So soon enough, yeah. believe it or not, I think by the end of August, places already start releasing some win winter outlooks. Believe it or yes. not. So we'll see what uh, we'll go with, you know, the winter. But I do remember mm -hmm. last winter it was La Nina Sloan and it was yes. one of our we didn't have a lot of snow. It was it was an average winter, but it was one of the snowiest winters we had had in a couple of years. Yep. In recent years, because was it um, 2019 where it was just a half an inch of snow, I believe? Yeah, right. And that was in November. So that wasn't even in <laughs> that wasn't even in the winter months. So, yeah, we haven't had a lot of snow lately, but last year's La Nina did bring us an average snow for the well, winter. Well, for your sake, Daniel, I hope that um, La Nina conditions bring us average or more than average amount of snow because I know how much you love it. For me, I'm hoping for a very quiet winter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens as we continue watching the potential for a La Nina, although I think I'd prefer an El Nino, even though that's risky because El Ninos mm -hmm. can really bring you warm air, but yes. El Ninos can also bring you those really big storms from the Gulf of Mexico that can turn into blizzards. Those, mm -hmm. those are my favorite. <laughs> I, I don't think that's for me, but we'll, we'll, we'll continue with La Nina for now. That's right. <laughs> Everyone's going to have to stay tuned, right? Yep. Everyone's going to have to stay tuned. I mean, we'll release our winter outlook and talk about, um, again, what uh, if they do issue a La Nina um, to stay tuned for that so that we can keep you up to date on what we're forecasting to see in the winter, but that will happen later in the fall. Yeah, they'll probably likely update that watch for sure uh, into an advisory or whatnot mm -hmm. um, going forward. So be sure to stay tuned. Keep us or we'll keep you updated and stay tuned uh, to watching us on 47 ABC News if you can. And you can follow us all across Twitter, Facebook as well. And keep giving our podcast a listen. We really appreciate the audience. We'll be back next Wednesday for another podcast episode of WeatherWise. Until then, take care.